Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Remember, you can contact me on the podcast every Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at 720-307-7347. If you don't get me, leave a voicemail and I'll call you back. And our phone call will become a part of the next podcast episode so others can also learn from your questions. I got a new review in this past week and I wanted to read it out loud because I really appreciate the reviews. So a shout out to whoever left this review. If you haven't left a review, please do so because the reviews inspire me, they encourage me, they make me know that this podcast is making a difference which is energizing and it makes me wanna keep making the episode. So this is what they said. Whether you're experiencing challenges in your marriage or you want to maintain a healthy, strong relationship, Dr. Wyatt's show is a fantastic guide to many everyday issues people face in marriage. The episodes are easily digestible with excellent guidance and advice. I've tried to listen to other marriage and relationship podcasts and for me, this is the best one I've found. There's an extensive library of episodes, so I'm never at a loss for for accessing great information. Thank you, Dr. Wyatt, for being a true motivator in the area of marriage counseling. Your work is truly appreciated. Thank you so much. That's so touching. I really appreciate the reviews, and so does Apple Podcasts. What happens for Apple Podcasts is the more reviews a podcast gets, it sends a signal to Apple that, oh, this podcast must be well-liked, so let's raise it higher in the search results so more people can find it. So it benefits other couples when you leave a review because that means it's gonna get higher in search results so more couples can find it. Okay, today I'm gonna do a plug for my marriage resources. I try to do this about once a month where I talk about the resources I provide. I provide two free resources and then four paid resources. The two free ones, you're listening to one of them right now, the podcast. This is my free resource. I don't get paid to do this podcast. It's free. This is my way to serve you. So every week I'm thinking of content, I'm thinking of ideas, I'm pulling from the clients I work with, I'm pulling from my own marriage, and I'm thinking of what could help my listeners. So this podcast is free, and again, it's my service to you. The other free service I provide is my blog. If you haven't already checked out my blog, be sure to check it out. I have over 40 articles I've written through the years, and they're on all sorts of topics, And so it's just a great way to look through, see which ones apply to you. You can read it with your partner. You can take notes. It's free. So go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. Click on blog, and you can access all the articles for free. I also provide four paid resources, and the acronym to remember these is BARC, B-A-R-C. You might be barking up the wrong tree to help your marriage, but try to start barking up the right tree. And this is where the acronym comes in. So B stands for book. I've written a book, it's called The Total Marriage Refresh. I wrote it a couple years ago, and it covers the top six steps to marriage satisfaction. I share a lot of my own marriage in that book. I share a lot of tools, a lot of strategies, a lot of case studies. It's a great book to get if you like concrete skills on how to improve marriage. I'm all about that. 
It's on Amazon and it's called the Total Marriage Refresh. The A in Bark stands for app. So I developed an app called Keep the Glow. It's gonna be available this week in the App Store and in the Google Play Store. I'm really excited about it. We actually launched it this past August, but it had a lot of bugs, so we scrapped it and started over. So this new and improved version should be really, really good. And the app is gonna help you fall back in love and stay in love. And it's gonna reduce conflicts in your relationship. And it's super convenient. It's on your phone, it's easily accessible. So be sure to check it out, Keep the Glow, at the end of this week, wherever you get your apps. The R in Bark stands for Retreat. So the Total Marriage Refresh book is also a retreat. Go to the retreat if you like live experiences. So the retreat is gonna be in 21 cities this coming April and May, which is the first time ever. I do the retreat in Colorado and I've trained coaches to facilitate the retreat in 20 different cities across the US because I can't be everywhere at once. And so the retreat also goes through the top six steps to marital satisfaction, but it's live. And there's no group sharing, it's just time for you and your partner to really have some quality time together to work through resentments and to build closeness. So that's the R in Bark. The C in Bark is coaching. So all those coaches I've trained to facilitate the conference, they also provide relationship coaching. I provide marriage counseling in Boulder, Colorado. So if you live around me, I could see you in my practice, but I only see around 10 couples a week. So I get filled up pretty quick. And so I had to train other people to also be helpers because I can't do it all. And so I've trained these people, I supervise these people, they're highly competent, and they can give you individualized support. They can help you work through those resentments. They can help you build conflict resolution skills. They can help teach you how to foster emotional intimacy and how to share power. They're trained in all my tools and all my best practices. So if you need individualized support and you think that would help, check out the coaching. Now my recommendation is to do it all. If you really wanna supercharge your relationship, do all four resources, the book, the app, the retreat, and coaching. But the reason I, I created so many different resources is so that you can pick and choose which one you wanna do, which resource you think would be helpful, which resource you and your partner are both open to. So ultimately doing all four of the BARC acronym is ideal, but you don't have to. You can pick and choose whatever you think is best for you. If you wanna learn more about the resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. Okay, so today what I'm gonna do, gonna do for the podcast episode is I'm gonna go through four questions that came in and respond to these questions because I'm sure a lot of you have similar questions. So here's question number one. How do I respond if my partner says they need space? This was an email I got quite a while ago. So if you're listening, I apologize for the delay in being able to respond back to this. But I got an email and it said, what do I do if my partner says they want space? So here's a couple thoughts. First of all, you wanna give them space. If someone says they need space, you wanna honor it because if you smother them and you keep pursuing them, even though they say they want space, it's gonna make them want more space because you're not providing space. So that's step number one, is honor the request for space. The second thing to consider is 
when they're open to it, explore what's driving their need for space. They may be going through some type of crisis personally that has nothing to do with you. It just might be something developmentally they're going through and grappling with. Or they could be really unhappy with you and with the marriage. And if that's the case, you need to find out why and figure out what your part is. It doesn't mean it's all your fault, but you have to figure out what are you doing as a spouse that's making your partner need space. You're probably doing something. You're probably hurting their feelings. You're probably neglecting their top needs. You're probably making them unhappy in some way. And that's why they need space because they're not sure if they want to stay with you or not. And so if that's what's going on, you definitely need to find out when they're open to talking about it, what you're doing and how you can improve as a partner. Otherwise, it could be the beginning of the end. They need to see that you care. They need to see that you're willing to make changes. And then they need to see the changes, not just hear your words. Second question, is staying in love the key? Yes, that is the key. That's why we get married. We fall in love and we're so happy and we're starry-eyed and all of our family and friends are at the ceremony and we pay thousands and thousands of dollars because we're in love. But when you fall out of love, you become miserable. No one wants to stay in marriage as an obligation. You don't want to stay in marriage just because of finances or just because of the kids or just because fill in the blank. Because that's a hollow marriage to be in. And there might be a time when you have to stay in the marriage for factors beyond your control. But no one wants that. That's no one's ideal. Everyone wants to feel in love. So yes, that is the top goal. Because when you're in love and you're happy in your relationship, your commitment level is gonna go through the roof. And so it's much better to focus on getting happier in your marriage than it is on trying to strengthen your commitment. Because your commitment will follow your feelings. You're not going to convince your partner to be more committed if they're unhappy in the marriage. The only way to help your partner become more committed is to help them become happier in the marriage. Then their commitment will follow. And so, yes, that is the top goal. That's why my tagline at the beginning of my podcast is trying to develop a long-lasting, happy relationship. That's the status symbol to achieve. And it's rare. If you look around, a lot of couples who've been, been together for a while, they're not happy. They're unsatisfied. And that's no way to live. And a lot of times those marriages end in divorce because eventually one partner can't take it anymore because no one wants to be unhappy. And that's the world we're living in. The world we're living in has a lot of options at our fingertips. If you're not happy, get out and join this app. If you're not happy, get out and start dating that person. Those temptations are everywhere. That's just the culture we live in. And so we need to constantly focus on how can we make our marriage happier? How can we meet each other's needs better? Because if we do that, we're going to affair-proof our relationship and the commitment level is naturally going to get stronger. Number three, how to create habits for connection without it seeming like a chore. So two comments on this one. First one is, 
the tools that I teach, in the beginning, they are gonna feel a little forced or a little artificial or perhaps even like a chore. And that's because they're new. So anything new can feel like that. If you're learning how to play golf, it's a chore. You have to remember how to hold your hips right and how to swing and where to point your head and what to do after you you follow through. There's a lot of steps to becoming a good golfer and it can feel like a chore. It's hard. It doesn't feel authentic when you're learning. It feels very awkward. Anything is like that. When you're learning something new, such as the tools that I teach, it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel a little uncomfortable. It's going to feel a little inauthentic. That's normal. However, once you master it, once you internalize it, it will feel more authentic. Becomes it, it becomes a part of who you are. Just like golf, just like cooking a new recipe, just like learning martial arts. Anything when you first are learning it is gonna feel awkward and uncomfortable, just like learning piano or a new language. But once you master it, it doesn't feel awkward anymore. It doesn't feel like a chore anymore. It becomes part of who you are. Another reason tools can feel like a chore in the beginning might be because your heart's not in it, because you've grown cold in your relationship, which is why you need the tools. But in the beginning, you're probably not gonna feel like doing some of the tools because your heart's grown cold, because your marriage isn't very good, you're unhappy. So then to use tools, it can feel like a chore, but remind yourself, once we get good at these, these tools, my heart's gonna come back, the warmth is gonna come back, then my natural motivation to use the tools is gonna increase as well. Another thing to consider is you may love tools. You may be a very skill-based, task-focused kind of person, but you might be married to someone who's more free-spirited, and they may not like the idea of tools as much. They may feel a little more confining for them. And if that's the case, remind them of the benefits of the tools and that eventually they won't feel like a tool because it'll become a part of who you are, and explore loosening some of the tools and maybe approaching them a little more organically, maybe even not even, tell, not even telling your partner you're using the tool, but you initiate that tool without even saying what you're doing because if you change, that's gonna influence your partner to change and to respond differently to you because that does happen. I'm married to someone who is free-spirited. I'm the partner who's much more structured, I'm much more skill-focused, I'm much more task-focused, I'm type A. My wife is the opposite. She's much more free-spirited, much more organic-oriented, she wants to just see how she feels, she wants to play things by ear. And so, because I'm the king of tools, I have to be careful because I know that's not how she's wired, and so I have to softly bring them up remind her of the benefits, see which of the tools she buys into and is open to. And through the year, she's really bought into a lot of the tools that I teach and we use them on a regular basis, but it doesn't feel like tools because we've used them so long and we've mastered them because they're a part of who we are. Question number four, is it okay for your partner to ask you to change how you dress? Within reason, yes it is. Your partner has to look at you. Therefore, how you look impacts them. You're their spouse. 
And so this can go all sorts of different directions. You may dress really sloppy, and that may bother them. Or you may dress really outdated. You look like you're from the 80s, and that may bother them. You may dress too seductively. That may bother them. You may not dress seductively enough. That may bother them. There's all sorts of reasons why the way you are, you are dressed might bother your partner. So absolutely, they can speak into this. They can comment on how you dress and they can make recommendations of what they would love for you to change or can you get rid of that shirt? It doesn't I don't like that shirt or would you mind trying these, these pants? I think these would look great on you. Absolutely, be open to that kind of feedback. However, it is within reason. It doesn't mean that they should pick out your entire wardrobe and that you're voiceless and that you have to only wear what they want you to wear because you also need to have a voice. You also need to feel good in your own skin. You also need to feel comfortable with what you wear. So you wanna try to find some compromises. Find what you love that they also would love. And so my wife has actually said this to me before. She goes, I think you need a wardrobe update. Can we sit down and look through your shorts and your shirts? They're looking pretty dated. She has said that to me. And what I've said in response is absolutely, as long as I can comment on what you wear to bed. <laughs> your nightgowns and your, your clothing you wear for PJs. I would love to speak into that so that maybe we could update that. And so it goes both directions. So yes, you do wanna be open to your partner's feedback with how you are dressed, but it is within reason because you also wanna feel comfortable in your own skin with what you're wearing. Okay, the call to action as a reminder, if you wanna supercharge your relationship this week, is go to my website and check out my resources called Bark. The book, the app, the retreat, and the coaching. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to click the five stars and leave a review. And remember to share this podcast with someone else. If you know a colleague, a family member, a neighbor who could benefit from it like you have, be sure to share the podcast with them. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.